Hey everyone, welcome back to the Create Initiative Podcast, the show that brings you insights and techniques from people in the creative world. We serve to help fellow creatives connect, learn, and grow. Well, I'm Jason Evans, and with me in our alternate studio for the day is Kyle Lee. Kyle, how's it going, man? What's up? Hey, that was pretty good. That was I like that one. You yeah. keep that one in the rotation. It was a soft P at the end. It was... Soft P. I like that. Well, uh, Kyle, we, we are in a, an alternative space today. I'm doing something a little bit different, but I must say you have a pair of dandy headphones on. Yes. I'm th- I think what you just said is that I had some headphones on. Is that? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Dandy headphones. When you touch them, it's excruciating. Yeah, I can hear that too. Hmm. Can you hear that listener? <laughs> Oh, nothing better than, than, you know, a podcast or radio where all you hear are sounds, you know? Yeah, that's exactly, I think that's what all podcasts are. I, I guess that's true. I guess I should say background sounds. Like I love when you can hear somebody like eating, mm-hmm. you know, while they're talking on a mic and stuff like that. So it's, it's always, always great. Or when they're doing their, they're doing the narration over just like having a recorder set in the middle of a room. Yeah. And they're narrating on top of that. Yep. That's so it was like, as I met up with so-and-so, they were washing their dishes. And it's like. Just like that. NPR, yeah. here we come. Pretty much. <laughs> oh, well, Kyle, it's been a uh, great couple weeks. We made it through the uh, Thanksgiving holiday. And uh, now we are firmly looking at Christmas. So um, things going all right in your Christmas prep for your church and whatnot? Oh, yeah. Piece of cake. Piece of cake. Nothing, nothing hard at all. Well, <laughs> that I know of. <laughs> well, listener, we do hope that your Christmas plans are coming together, both uh, in the church environment and personally shopping, getting gifts for other people, uh, doing charity work, whatever it might be. We hope it's all coming together for you. And we appreciate you taking the time to listen during this busy, busy season. You know, Kyle, um, it, it is a busy time for, for people in the church, uh, especially creative people in the church. There's always some kind of planning, some kind of last minute video, some big idea that maybe doesn't uh, fully, fully uh, uh, come to fruition. But uh, just off the top of your head, are there any times you can think of where it's like either this was just so, so funny or so brutal or it just actually worked out perfectly during the Christmas season? Hmm. I don't know if it's ever worked out perfectly. Yeah. But it's always pretty much been user error, so. Mm. I I found that oftentimes we don't start planning soon enough. Yeah. And so we kind of pay for that in the end. Yeah, and I I think everyone can probably understand that and see that you never have either don't start time. planning soon enough or we underestimate the prep that it's going to take. And yeah. So. And I, I fall in that category. Like we will have planning meetings, you know, months and months in advance, but then it's like, because of other projects, yeah. you kind of just keep putting that off and putting that off. And then, you know, it's two weeks till Christmas and uh, you still have to find a live donkey to shoot a video with. So, um, Is yeah, that you? Uh, no, that right didn't, now? that didn't happen to me this year. Um, but, uh, and actually that one's never, never happened to me, but it always seems like, 
Uh, you're always scrambling for one last minute. Detail. I've got a donkey guy, man. You do? No, I don't. Oh, okay, I was, was going to say you cool. need to you need to give that information out. We are a podcast, a resource, yeah. fellow creatives. <laughs> uh, well, Kyle, um, we we have a wonderful guest uh, today, and uh, his name is Scott McTaggart, and he is one third of the Canadian band All's Well. And uh, Scott and his brother and sister-in-law, they they created this this band um, by. Uh, developing music that is designed to bring peace in a hurried world, and we we talk about that in in the podcast and in our interview, and and you know what does that mean uh, with the world we live in, and what kind of music kind of can create that that state of peace. And uh, their new album Arise is uh, now available on all streaming platforms and to purchase. And uh, Scott just joined the show to detail kind of how the album was born and the collaborative process. Uh, behind creating the album and Kyle you know I'm a big fan of trying to figure out how people work together yeah because it's not always easy to work together hardly ever hardly hardly ever and so we we talk about that a little bit and um, we touch on getting outside eyes outside ears on a project and uh, someone who may not even be associated with what you do so uh, it was really just a great talk he had some wonderful things to say about um, the creative process and so look forward to having you all hear it and so let's just get to it here is Scott McTaggart my wife was born in Oklahoma in Norman Wow. Well, that, that is awesome. How, uh, how did you guys meet or where did you meet? Yeah, we met up here in, in college. He came to, there's a Christian university in the Vancouver area called okay. Trinity Western University. So we met there. We were in <laughs> choir class and I had to take choir because I was a music major and she wanted to because she was just kind of uh, a nerd like that. And uh, we met in choir class. Wow. Well, that's awesome. I had no idea. <laughs> so there it is. <laughs> um, just as we get started, why don't you tell people about yourself and, and where you live and, and what you do? Yeah. Well, first, thanks for having us. And I'm um, glad to be on this chat with you. Um, All's Well is uh, my brother and I and my brother's wife, Danielle. My brother's name is Drew. And Drew and I grew up playing music together in the Vancouver area. We're from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And... Uh, Danielle was born and raised in Red Deer, Alberta. So we didn't know her till later. And Drew obviously met her and they fell in love and got married. And uh, we've just always loved uh, the church. And we've always loved music in the church, especially music that brings people closer to God. And so we, uh, yeah, we were raised in the church, playing music in the church all the time, leading worship, writing songs for the church, part of many different um, music recordings, live worship albums and stuff. Uh, and then recently, we just, we've always wanted to do something together and time never allowed for it. But uh, yeah, this last year, we were able to open up some space and we had some songs that we had written and felt like we needed to share them. And so it's kind of the beginning of All's Well it was uh, earlier this year, January 2019, we got in the studio together, just had a lot of fun bringing these songs to life. And, uh, here we are. Well, that's, that, that's great. And if I, uh, remember correctly, you're also a pastor, is that correct? Yeah, that's right. In Vancouver, British Columbia, our church is artisan church. 
Awesome. Well, that's great. I, I can imagine that puts a lot on your plate. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, there was a point where I felt like I can't be a pastor and do music. I need to, I, I don't know where this came from, but felt like I needed to grow up a bit and the music thing was fun, but let's put that on the side and I need to really focus on pastoring. But that didn't work well. I felt like it was so, it was so death dealing to me. And I, I realized music is so life giving to me and I need to do it. Actually, it's not just a, a hobby, but it's a bit of a calling. And so, um, yeah, just, yeah, I think in the last five years have gotten back into music and kind of finding my way back in and really enjoying it and finding it a really necessary thing for me. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, you know, when, when you look at all's well, uh, your, your brother described the music of all's well as providing a space for the recovery of peace in a world of hurry. Yeah. Um, there, there's a lot packed into that statement. Yeah. <laughs> can you, can you maybe explain a little bit about why you feel this music and these songs in particular, uh, are a place to offer peace in, in this world? Yeah, well, at first it was really personal to us. Like we had, well, the last couple of years have been not easy. And, and uh, yeah, we all, all three of us, Drew, Danielle and I, we kind of have our individual stories of struggle and some pain, walking through some really hard things. And uh, these songs really were birthed out of that for us. And I, I see peace as not just necessarily the absence of noise or conflict, but the biblical view of peace, which is shalom and fullness and wholeness, everything in its right place. And so really it was for us to have an encounter with Jesus, the Prince of Peace, and uh, these songs came out of that. And then, yeah, in sharing it, we realized, oh, we're, we're actually providing the very thing that we needed. And so when people have heard the music or experienced it, Usually a word that is, is said is or shared is peaceful. It feels peaceful. And so I had another friend. He's he's a close friend and a pastor in Vancouver. He's like, I, I imagine your your music as a cave that you can crawl into and have an encounter with God. And I really like that idea. It's kind of like this safe space. And the way we designed the album was kind of to be listened to, like front to back. They're not just separate singles, but a real kind of a musical journey. And so... I like that, that idea of a cave uh, you can kind of crawl into and just get comfy and, and just experience that, you know, in, in the rush and hurry of our world and the division and hate and all the, the things that are against us. There's a opportunity to just encounter the God who's for us. Well, that, that, that's awesome. And, um, I've been listening to your album on repeat, uh, in, oh, and, cool. and let me tell you, I mean, it really does flow. Um, you can tell you guys had that singular idea of it, it being kind of one movement. Um, and so you, you did a great job with all that for sure. And, and I, I definitely, oh, well, yeah, I, yeah, I, I dig the, the cave, uh, idea. <laughs> that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah, as you, as you were kind of talking, I, I, I wanted to ask a question popped into mind and that was kind of like, um, what, when you, when you create songs of worship, um, not necessarily, I, I, not saying songs for worship, but songs of worship. Um, why is, why is it yeah. so important to be honest and take those real life experiences, um, and put them into the music? 
Oh, I don't know any other way. I mean, I, yeah, it has to be a, a genuine experience for me. I know Drew and Danielle would say the same thing. Like it has to come out of a real experience. And uh, I think I've, I think I've written songs like in the past that are more cliche driven and just the things you say in a worship song and maybe, um, you know, not to bash contemporary worship music, but there can be a lot of those cliche statements that just sound good together. They rhyme well together. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I started to worry less about that. And then when, when we did, you know, ironically, a lot of those cliches returned because they're true. And, uh, <laughs> but I think, I think at the core of it, at the core of it is we, yeah, we really want to seek God in music and um, it really does come out of a personal place first. And that's why it's not a, a live worship album or we didn't even gear the songs necessarily toward congregational singing. The melodies aren't, you know, maybe, you know, very easy to sing along with in a congregational setting, although we've done some of them congregationally. So your debut album, Arise, uh, it just came out and I'd love to kind of dive into your process uh, for creating this. And, and so, um, what did that look like? I, I know you said previously that you guys all kind of brought some, there were, there's some moments in your life that, you know, some challenges, things like that, but were you individually writing? Did you guys come together to write these songs? How did that, how did that come around? Yeah. Yeah. For us, we each kind of had these songs that we had been working on. Drew and Danielle, they lived in Brooklyn, New York for a year. And in that uh, year they were part of a church called Trinity Grace in Williamsburg mm-hmm. and um, uh, in that church they had a songwriting retreat and they had some really specific guidelines about Holy Week, Good Friday, Easter, Sunday and uh, so they had a few songs that came out of that like I think Arise came out of that, Sovereign Savior um, uh, also uh, In the Name of Our Great God so those were songs that they had before and then I had a few songs like In My Mother's Womb was a song that I had brought I didn't even want to really do that one or share it yet because it just it was so deeply personal for me but then they encouraged me oh yeah we should share it and I'm glad we did but um, the uh, the process for us was really so birthed out a relationship first just we're we're really tight as you know my brother and I are really good friends and um, Danielle Uh, And then we just, we wanted to do something together. And so we brought all of our stuff together, some of it more complete than others, some of it still needed work. And we brought it in the studio and we kind of just workshopped together, together with our friend, Dan Kleiner, who uh, runs the studio here in Vancouver. And um, yeah, there was even a song that we didn't plan to put on the album, but just created it in the studio. And that was uh, Lord Have Mercy. Hmm. Uh, So yeah, it was kind of like, bringing our different pieces and then really refining them together in the studio and bringing them to life. Well, that's great. And you, you mentioned in my mother's womb, uh, for me, that was definitely the song that kind of, it it stood out a little bit on the album to me, for me personally. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, if, if you feel comfortable, like where did that come from? Cause from, you know, from your heart, how did that come about? Yeah. Yeah. Well, (laughs) I, there's a very long story to it and there's a, there's a shorter one, but I'll, I guess I'll tell the shorter one is <laughs> basically I uh, was feeling and experiencing personally some really crushing doubts and insecurities 
uh, in my faith and my identity as a pastor, kind of tied to what I said earlier about being a pastor and a musician and uh, not really seeing how a way that they could exist together. And mm -hmm. so in that, it was just a simple cry of faith, almost directly from Psalm 139. A lot of the lyrics are like taken right from the NIV and uh, and then just adding my own bits to it. And the, the most significant part for me was this this bit at the end where we just repeat the line, when I feel unfit, I know I'm knit in my mother's womb, in my mother's womb. And we just repeat that at the end. And that, well, I even get choked up now uh, talking about it. It's been like a three or four year journey with that song and holding on to it and trying different versions of it coming to the place where I'm like, this is just a beautiful song that is for me and God, and I'm so thankful that it exists in the, those two relationships. Uh, but then as I started to sh share it, uh, it, yeah, it felt like it was sticking or resonating with other people. And yeah, we've had a lot of comments on that song, and I think part of it was like the struggle of birthing that song. I'm, you know, ironically, it's called Mother's Womb, but um <laughs> The, the struggle in bringing it to life was really, it was hard. Yeah. We didn't come together really naturally and it kind of felt a little clunky. And, and then we got it to a place where, yeah, we felt like, oh, we can share it like this. And um, it, I think a really big part on it was just even like sonically how it sounded. I was like, my voice, I've never been really confident in my voice. And so I sing on that, but then Danielle's voice on top, the octave, mm -hmm. it was, it was a really nice, it felt like it started to work a little bit then. And then adding some harmonies and Drew sings on it too. And yeah, just some really cool things happened with that song where I'm really glad, I'm really glad we pushed through and shared it because we've had a lot of feedback, similar feedback, just how that song was meant a lot to people. Yeah, it's it like I said, it's the one that really, really has stood out to me. And you, you mentioned uh, kind of being—I don't know if "afraid" is the right word—but being hesitant to share it um, and and try to push forward. Uh, kind of, I guess, as a general, uh, with kind of a general question, like you know, as a songwriter, how do you know? like the time is now to to share an idea or to share a melody or a song or or whatever it is. Yeah. Oh man, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I generally, I like to share music. Like okay. I, if I have something, if I have something good or have created something good, I'm excited to share it. I, I think with, I'll go back to this song in particular, there was a lot more at stake, a lot more on the line because it was such a personal song. I was like, if people don't like it, I don't know if I can handle that. Yeah. Because yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I really, I really, I really like it. And also part of me was like, I don't, I want to share, like, this is really personal. I don't know if I want to share it. Like it's my relationship with the father. And, um, and so I think, man, I can't even chart like when it crossed that line for us, but it was gradual and it took, it took a while to get there. But, um, yeah, I guess this the silly uh, kind of trite answer is you just know. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, maybe a little bit like when, People say that when you you're falling in love, how do you know? Oh, you just know. Oh, I hate that. Yeah, but yeah, there's some truth to it. <laughs> yeah. Well, so that that's my that's my answer, which is not an answer. Well, I just I I, I seem to kind of circle around that kind of question anytime I, I speak to to singer songwriters um, because it's like I think as creatives we we all have this this passion to to make things, but 
sometimes we have a hesitancy to share the things we've made. And so yeah. it, it always fascinates me to when when you see someone work through that process to 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 share the thing they've created because you know I mean I I can think of countless things I've started and you know I just I I I couldn't get to that collaborative process or that share stage, um, mm. you know just out of fear or worry or or right. you know even like you said maybe it's too personal. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, so. it's a bit vulnerable. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, and a big part of what drives us, and my brother said this early on, is we want to serve people, not sell mm. to people. And so with this music, it was really like that was the question driving a lot of it was, is this serving? And yeah, I guess that was part of the, the decision and to share all these songs was, uh, are they serving uh, a need or the church or, you know, people in their walk with God? And I've had friends who are not believers or Christian that have really resonated with it too, which is exciting to me. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so, you, so you mentioned when you guys got in the studio, you just started kind of banging this stuff out and having fun and, and all that. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, what kind of what did the studio process look like? I mean, so you, you had had these songs, yeah. you had ideas, kind of how did all that evolve? Yeah, it was, uh, well, it was really fun because we worked on it with a friend um, so that was a big part of it. And he had just set up his new studio in his home. Okay. So it was really kind of homey vibe. I mean, his, his family was there on a day-to-day basis. We'd have lunch with them. And we we pounded this out in two weeks. And that wow. was pr- pretty ambitious for what we wanted to do. But day one, we just kind of talked through it. We sat in the studio and like, what do, what do we want the vibe to be? And um, had some initial feelings about that kind of recovery of peace theme but uh, it developed as we moved on we didn't even have a name coming to the studio we were like <laughs> we just knew we wanted to do something together and then throughout the the process we're throwing out names what are we going to call this because we can't just call it scott drew and danielle yeah i'm like well we could i guess but those names don't sound very good <laughs> so anyways we yeah we're throwing out names we're like working through it we had two friends who are just ninjas on uh, cello and violin and they the two of them together, they multiplied their sound to make it sound like a, a quartet or in some places like a string ensemble. Hmm. Um, so that was fun. And then just adding little pieces. We all play on it. So uh, guitar, drums, percussion, bass, keyboard. And then Dan, our friend that I told you about, the studio engineer, he he did most of the kit work. And he's just, oh, he's awesome. He's so <laughs> so talented so really happy to have him on on the album well, that, um oh. yeah i don't i don't know what else there is to add about that it well, was it was a fun process it was kind of organic kind of just feeling it out song by song part by part having somebody come to the table like dan who's who's the engineer who also helped you know with the music and and all that but having someone who maybe wasn't part of the initial songwriting and the putting things together uh, how helpful is that to have kind of fresh eyes and fresh ears as you start producing the the work? Oh, totally. Yeah, because he right away and and uh, a big part of that, I think the one of the most important ingredients in that is honesty. <laughs> so he can have the outside ear, but if he doesn't have honesty, then it's hard to express uh, opinions about the music. Mm-hmm. But he he was able to honestly say like, oh yeah, this is working this not or he would hear something and that was so helpful because 
you know, it's just the three of us thinking through these songs that are so, you know, some of them deeply personal. So to bring it out and to get his feedback was, it's really helpful. Yeah. Well, that I, I can assume the outside ears really help. And you, you, you brought up, you went in the studio and you didn't even have a name. <laughs> um, how, how did that, yeah. how did you guys land on, on that name all's well? Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because Danielle mentioned it. Um, uh, we had a few names that were at the top of our list and then all's well, Danielle mentioned it and it was kind of a throwaway name and we, it was at the bottom of the list, but I kind of, I kind of describe it like, um, like having a baby and you know, when, I don't know, I I have three kids, but, um, some of the kids when we, we waited to, to meet them before naming them. Hmm. And it was like a, you know, a whole, sometimes it was quickly, like a couple hours or sometimes a whole day or two. And I felt like that was a bit of this project where like, what is it? And then we could name it. We knew we spent some time with it, experienced it, listened to it. And then all's well just kept kind of climbing the, the list. And uh, I like that it kind of felt optimistic and peaceful and hopeful. And then also I like the nod to that Shakespeare play, all's well that ends well. Hmm. And uh, I mean, the, the Christian narrative, uh, it ends well. <laughs> so I like that that kind of that uh yeah that view of the the overarching story and how we can say even i mean a lot of these songs were born out of suffering when all wasn't well uh, but still we can say in that and i think that's the beauty of our, our walk with god is we can say all's well even when it's not well wow yeah that that, that is so good and um, Scott, we appreciate you taking time uh, to be to be on the show. And like I've said, I've I've love you guys' sound. Um, it, it's a, a great album. Oh. But uh, before we before we get out of here, I wondered um, if you had any words of encouragement that maybe you'd like to share with fellow creatives, fellow uh, songwriters, fellow worship leaders, uh, or even pastors, things like that. Well, first, I thanks for having having me here. It's really it's been fun to talk about this with you, and it's fun to share it too. Um, I, I keep coming to the story of David and Goliath for me personally, and this is maybe as a pastor and a creative, and I resonate a lot with David uh, being a kind of a king, a leader, um, a musician, and a shepherd. And uh, there's this part before he goes and fights Goliath where Saul tries to put armor on him, and he he puts it on, and it says in the scripture, it says he can he could hardly budge or hardly move. And then something really significant happened. He took the armor off. And I think a lot of us go into creative ventures, songwriting, you know, pastoral leadership or whatever it is, the the thing that we're doing. We go in with a lot of people saying you should do this or books saying you should do this or be like this. And I, I see that as like, you know, a type of Saul's armor, putting it on. and. Uh, the moment we can say, hey, that's not me, this is who I'm called to be, and you can take off the armor, I think that is, that's one of the best things we can do. And essentially that's being who you were wired to be and created to be, not trying to be anyone else but yourself. Uh, I think that, that will serve the church, your project, uh, the, the song, whatever it is, I think that will serve the best when you can take off the armor and the, that temptation to be someone you're not.
We want to thank Scott again for joining the show and uh, go check out All Swells Music. Uh, it's available now and it is uh, really great and it's something to enjoy listening to. Well, Kyle, we've got some big news today. Huge news. Yeah. That, that, that. Try that again. That was pretty good. Huge. Nice. Huge. That, that was very nice. And uh, Kyle, we do have some, some rather big news today. Today begins our Create Initiative Christmas Giveaway Extravaganza. Make sure you drop in some, some audio right here of like jingle bells. and Okay. Ching, 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 ching. Or you can just go ahead and talk. I'll do it. <clears throat> okay. Well, Kyle, today is ching, the beginning ching, of our ching, Create ching, Initiative ching, Christmas ching, Giveaway ching, Extravaganza. Ching, and so you've probably ching, been seeing some things ching, on ching, our ching, Instagram ching. account. And uh, if you haven't, I highly encourage you to go follow our Instagram account today at this very moment unless you are driving. And Kyle, we have a special guest with us to tell us about these giveaways, and that is our new member to the Create Initiative planning team, Kyler Clapp. Kyler, how's it going? It's going good. Well, good. We are glad you would join us and tell us about these giveaways. So um, the giveaways kick off on December 16th, and we're giving away a B&H gift card, some Amazon gift cards, and last but not least, some AirPods. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, we're give, giving away some some big prizes. You even left one out, Kyler. We're also giving away wow. a ticket. Oh, to a workshop. That's wow. right. To our February design right. first workshop. First try. It was fine. I'm new yeah. here. You're, so. you're new here. It's great. It's great. First she time. She was keeping those for herself. Yeah. Well, uh, she was going to sell them on the black market <laughs> where they do go for a very high price. The that's true. That's true. Black market. That is that is true, but we do have some great prizes, uh, like Kyler mentioned, and we hope you will join us on this giveaway extravaganza. So, Kyler, today begins the giveaways, and we're giving away the AirPods today. Yes. Now, what do they need to do today, Monday, December 16th, in order to have a chance to win those AirPods? So, to win the AirPods today, you just need to register for our design workshop coming up. Um, and you have to register today to be entered in to win the AirPods. That's right. December 16th, the day that you are listening to this, hopefully, uh, you need to register for our design workshop and you can go to createinitiative.org slash workshops to get that information. It is $50 for the design workshop and we only have room for 50 individuals. So, um, so an elite, it, it is an elite, an group, elite group of designers. And exactly. um, uh, we, we hope you'll join us. We've got some great names. Uh, Greg Vinnerholm is going to be there. Josh Lauder is going to be there. Dustin Coble is going to be there. And Steve so Jobs. Steve Jobs spirit may or may not be there. And so it's going to be a great time. That'll be February 15th. So register today, December 16th. Not only do you get to experience the workshop, but you also will have a chance to win some Apple AirPods. And that was the case on AirPods closing. So there you go. There you go. Now, Kyler, throughout the rest of the week, what are some yes. other ways that they're going to they're gonna win? You know, tagging us um, in stories, sharing our posts, tagging friends, following us, the whole shebang. We're really trying to hype this up. So That's, that's right. And so, no, we are. So we who, are. who do they need to follow on Instagram? A Create Initiative. It's CRT and then Initiative. And if you can't spell well. You're at a loss. It's it's <laughs> a tough true. one. It, it, if maybe if we could go back in time and Jason, okay. yeah, sitting there, and he's me. like, you know yep. what? I want to name yep. something. How about create initiative? I would think differently. And I would. Me and Steve Jobs' ghost would come down and slap him right in the head. 
<laughs> this because I, I can't. Would appreciate I still that. cannot spell Me initiative. It's been five years and I still can't spell initiative the first time right. I think there's so four I's in something it. like that. I N I T I A I S S. See there you go. Who came up with who came up with that idea? So, but nevertheless, CRT initiative on Instagram. Kyler will be posting something every day with a new prompt of something to do, and so if you do it, you'll have a chance to win. Kyler, is anything else you need to add? Um, please follow. My job depends on it. Did you start a create <laughs> initiative TikTok yet? Oh no! Here's I'm I'm protesting TikTok because I'm trying to bring Vine back. Okay. Well, but that's not going to happen though by protesting TikTok. Although it know. is interesting that TikTok is owned by China, something or another. Mm-hmm. Sure. It's definitely some type of spying. Yeah, definitely. Speaking of spying, the other day I was cleaning up the kids' playroom. And there was this helicopter sitting there and all of a sudden, this helicopter normally just like makes noise. That's a pretty good helicopter noise. It was. But all of a sudden it just had two lights come on. On the helicopter? Yeah, just two little lights come on the helicopter and they just stayed on. They're they're still on. I'm pretty sure like the TSA is listening in. So they'd never come on before? They come on when you press the button, but they like flash. Oh, okay. They just came on steady. And they stayed Stayed. Oh. There's no off button. There's no... Definitely a listening device. Yeah, most definitely. It's like a mallard. Kids' toys. Yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> well, <laughs> we we do hope that you will join the giveaways this week and and take part in our Instagram fun. And you can get all the information about the design workshop and our upcoming gathering in January. We've got just all kinds of stuff coming up in the new year. Uh, and you can find all that information at createinitiative.org. Well, Kyle, you got anything else you need to add? You're going to want to own those AirPods. That's so right. People will know that you're better than them. Register today. Kyler, anything? Have a Merry Christmas. Have a Merry Christmas. Actually, the, thanks for bringing that up. This will be our last episode Ooh. before Christmas. Mm. So uh, we do want to wish you a Merry Christmas. And Kyle actually wrote a song uh, to send Kyler wrote a song? No, Kyle. No, yeah, Kyle. you got to really pronounce it, enunciate. Sorry, I forgot there's a... Well, my grandma used to call me Kyle. So mm. you can do that. Mm. Kyle wrote us a song. So go ahead, Kyle. I don't, I don't, I didn't do it. Anything. One, two, the skiddly diddly do. Go. See? Oh, Kyle wrote, wrote it. No, it's Kyle. Skiddly diddly do. I haven't heard I that one. I haven't well, heard that one on the multi tracks. Yeah. <laughs> skiddly diddly do. It's a different well, setting. Well, well, seriously, we do hope you have a wonderful Christmas and we hope all your Christmas services go without a hitch and no user error, like not, Kyle mentioned. Not one hitch. Not one hitch. Hitch. And so for Kyle Lee and Kyler Clap, I'm Jason Evans, and we thank you for listening, and we'll see you after Christmas.